And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session here for another guest speaker episode, our third of 2022. And we're jumping out of Massachusetts for this one, heading down to the Florida area. And I have my good friend right here. He's a rapper. He's a he's an artist. He, he does it all. And he's from uh, South Florida, the Miami area. Please, guys, everyone give a warm welcome to Art Morera. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, man. How you been today? How you, how's it going? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it very much. How are you? Oh, of course. I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. And uh, I'm really excited to have you on here. I've I've, I've been on, on to you for quite a bit, quite maybe a little bit longer than you think because of our, our, our mutual friend, Old Head Ed, at, uh, at the Bruise Beats and Eats podcast, who is who is a good friend of the show. So he has My definitely... Guy. Yep. He has he has put you on uh, put you on to us quite a quite a bit quite a few times actually. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Nah, old head is a real one, man. He 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 has uh, he has great taste in hip hop. Like, uh, uh, the local artists that uh, that you know that he has had on this platform have great stories to tell. Nah, man. Shouts out to old head Ed. I appreciate him a lot. Yeah, that's the guy. We love old, old head out here. You guys kind of look alike a little bit. You know, we've got to, to get the bull bald beard thing going. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a, is, that, is, is, it a, is it a Miami thing? <laughs> it's a genetics thing. It's a genetics <laughs> thing. <laughs> I love yes. it. I love it. Oh, yeah. well, man, we got a lot to talk about. We got a great show, I think, lined up for our listeners and anybody, whether you're in Massachusetts, you're going to get put on to a, a really dope artist uh, who has an interesting story and, and background. And I'm, and I'm just getting really excited to dive into some things. So we're going to start with our uh, first segment of the show, which is the objective. We get to know you a little bit, get to know some of your background. And so for you, I, I what I thought was very interesting about your story is that as a kid, you had this infatuation with art and drawing that that actually ended up channeling itself into like graffiti. And so I was curious, like when you started drawing and, and really how that transitioned into graffiti and then how'd you sort of pivot into music or was that something that would you, they were both like very, uh, you know, uh, important pieces of your, of your upbringing. So I'm just kind of curious mm. to, to start there. Oh, this interview is going to be amazing. I can already tell, man. That's, that's question one. Sheesh. All right. So, look, so, so, uh, you know, thinking about it, I want to say that I always drew when I was a kid. Like, I was just sketched. I would watch kind of cartoons and try to emulate, like, the style of animation uh, in, my, in my little drawings. And, uh, and that's kind of what I stuck with up until, I want to say, like, middle school when I started to see graffiti in the neighborhood that I moved to because <laughs> I went from, like, uh, this part of town called Kendall... I didn't really see a lot of graffiti on the walls in the complexes there that I would go and hang out at. But when I went to when I got to Hialeah, graffiti was like everywhere. So I was I was, you know, I, I immediately saw I immediately saw that as like a form of art and expression too, more than just like vandalism. Like I feel like vandalism is just when you draw like, like, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it seems more like a defamation type of. Uh, use of of that ink rather than like writing a word like in mm -hmm. a cool way so so when i started to 
try to get into tagging and doing like one-liners or like bubble letters, I, I feel like that was probably the point where I started to look at words differently. You know what I mean? Because yeah, graffiti definitely. is is words. Right, right. And uh, so when I started to really look at how words can be displayed, I started to, I don't know, I feel like maybe that subconsciously, you know how your brain is just like an operating system, you feel me? It's like a, your brain is an operating system and whatever type of firmware you, you put into it is how it'll uh, operate in, mm. in super layman's terms because I'm not a computer nerd like that, but I feel like my, my entry into cog- cognitive expression was through drawing. But then mm. when I got into words, I was like, damn, words are heavy. And then, and, and I always like to do po- poetry anyway, like express myself poetically. So yeah. that must have been the entry into like poetry through hip hop, which is rap. Right, right. That's a, that's a really interesting uh, story. And, and I, I, I hear what you're saying too. Like there's a clear, I, I agree with you. And there's a clear difference between something like a graffiti and then just like defamation. Cause I feel like if, you know, there's a certain like artistic component to either some type of graffiti or like any sort of just street art in general, I feel like that in a, in a sense, like I actually was just in Philadelphia pretty recently with, um, on, on a trip with my girlfriend and, um, there was just so much like street art everywhere. Like, I mean, you can find it in Boston as well. I think you can find it in most major cities, but I feel like things like that, definitely um give a city or a town just more vibrance you know what i mean i I see that you know again there's there's a clear difference right if someone just draws like a like a dick or something like that on a wall i mean that's like that's not productive but but if you have like (laughs) you feel me what if there or you know or like some like stupid you know slang you know word or like or a swear word or just like a or an image that might be seen as like offensive right there's and there's a clear difference between that right where like some where graffiti can actually like sort of be, I don't want I'm not going to, I'm not sitting here like condoning everybody go do graffiti, but I just feel like it's, it's one of these things where there, I, I hear what you're saying. There's definitely a clear difference between like street art and like what you could maybe see as like defamation. So I find that interesting and also interesting that that really segued into like your, your, um, your poetic side. So I'm, I'm curious about that too. So like, did you read poetry growing up or is it like, because I'm an English teacher for context. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of all this stuff. So is Oh, he's oh, clapping. That's I cool, love man. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for you, what man. you do, man. Hey, shouts out um, to all the language arts teachers and all the English teachers, cause like, and I'm sorry that your students end up like, like just purposely misspelling like in their tweets and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. <laughs> like, like if you know how to and you choose to like deliberately like type things a different way, I can kind of see it as a form of, of expression. But like, like if you, if your phone corrects your word for you and you still, I don't know. I don't know. I'm conflicted, but look. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, I hear you. But nah, yeah, no. I'm, so I'm, go ahead. Yeah, no. I'm I'm just really curious about like your your introduction to poetry. Like, was it just you? Did you just write poetry? Did you read it? Like, kind of curious where that where that sort of shifted for you into from like the the art um, and drawing into poetry. Yeah, I mean, I feel like like experimenting with poetry is something that everyone goes through as a as a as a growing kid, right? Like, there wasn't a point where your teacher like assigned you to write a poem and see and see see how naturally talented you are at that like I don't know I feel like that was part of your curriculum like maybe at least where I was growing up mm-hmm. but but what, what what made me stick to it is that like I mean I feel like 
it's to get girls. You you write poetry as a kid to be like, yo, girls like poetry. I'm gonna write her a poem right quick. You know. <laughs> um, but nah, you gain the appreciation for the craft of it after, uh, after dabbling in it here and there in the beginning. Like once you really appreciate the craft of what you're doing, it's it's like a rabbit hole that like there, there's there's no there's no end to it like. Mm. And and also human beings use words to communicate with each other. Like you want you want someone to know how you feel or or not even know how you feel, but like your opinion on a topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like uh, your like how you will go about something, and then how you feel, you know. And mm-hmm. words is, I mean, it's language. So I, I want to be able to convey exactly what I'm saying. And if I want to be coded, it's de- it's deliberate, not because of a lack of information that I'm unable to express. Like I'm going to right. deliberately express something. Uh, if it's coded, it's because I'm juggling with the words right now. I'm showing you that, like, you know, I can just tell it to you straight or I can give it to you artistically in some way and mm. you figure it out. And mm. I've always been like that. Like with uh with my writing, so no, I think that's 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 a great answer. I, I I hear you as well, and I I also think too like art in general, and when you think of it in in terms of you know pictures and drawing and paintings or any sort of street talk about street art, I feel like there is a lot of I think messages you can convey through you know pictures as well, and I think that's just all it's all like you said it's all form of expression, but yeah, words especially because we've, especially you know when you especially with human beings that speak a similar language or something like that. You know, I feel like that can be obviously a great way to convey, like you're saying, like your, your thoughts on a particular topic or sort of your feelings and people can connect to those feelings and those thoughts um, or not or disagree about it or potentially, but at least it starts a conversation. So, um, and that's really mm. like, I think at the day, at the end of the day, like that's what we're all here to do. I think we've lost a little bit of that, unfortunately, in this day and age, I feel like people see uh, have sort of shifted from, you know, expressing themselves through poetry and art. And instead of just kind of put it into a tweet or an Instagram post and it's not the same, you know, it's not, it's not hitting the same way as something like that would as being a lot more productive. So that's just, that's just my two cents there. But um, yeah. And, and I also feel like not like nowadays with tweets and with uh, reading the comment section and caption this, like we're actually reading way more than we are like may realize like, Oh, mm. you, you don't sit down and read a book. You don't sit down and read a, an article from a magazine, but like you kind of do, it's just not on paper. You're, like you're reading all the time. They even have those things where, like, you can read from uh, numbers and other symbols. You can kind of figure out what the word is that they're supplementing letters for other characters. And so we're reading all the time. And, and, and I always saw, like, you know, saw that words were, it's where it's at, you know. And, and I mean, a picture, you could draw a picture and, and, and it explains it, too. Or you could take a photograph and that's worth a thousand words. Like, mm. but... But yeah, shouts out to words, man. Like, and when I was a kid, I wanted to express myself creatively, and 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 poetry just always came naturally. Even though I spent my time illustrating and being on graffiti, uh, t- walking around tagging, being rebellious, like it was always words. I was always like ex- express myself with some yeah. type of writing instrument. 
So oh, that's amazing. I love I love that sort of transition. So uh, now I'm curious as well, because I know you used to put freestyle competitions together at your old high school. Is that correct? No, uh, I didn't put them together, but I used to attend oh, okay. them. Attend I used them. to okay, attend sorry. like, yes. No, I mean, I've thrown, I've thrown a few shows, like, like, growing up, like, but I was mostly attending uh, rap battles, yeah. That gotcha. was during the time when rappers would rap over the instrumental and freestyle off the top of the head, like, to your opponent, and you would either get to go at, at least once or twice, maybe three times, like a three-round battle. I remember, like, there was a couple times it was like that, like, for the finals or something, but, Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Where did, so where did you transition from then? Like, okay, so you obviously were... You know, drawing a lot and, and being creative that way and, and graffiti and then you slid into like the poetry side of things and then where did that sort of like become like okay like I can actually like rhyme and rap and like attend these freestyle competitions and and take part in them like wh where did that sort of shift for you in terms of uh, getting to, to that stage of, of your early career in, in hip-hop yeah so so f I mean freestyling uh, just something that I feel like I kind of picked up on quick on my freshman years when I first really got into like jumping into the cypher and trying to keep up with the other rappers in my high school, the other MCs. And uh, I mean, so you you you, you do that for ten thousand hours, and then you're like, okay, I can pretty much like handle myself in, in any cypher that I step into. I'll like walk in there, and it's like theater, you know. You walk in there, and that's the main stage for thirty seconds, and you get to like spit your little. Uh, impromptu poem about things that you see and then like someone else takes a turn and it kind of gets you prepped for like being on stage and being able to do that with with no interruptions to a stage of people in the audience like it's kind of like conditioning yourself for rapping in front of a crowd of people in real time and uh and also it, it helps you be fat be quick on your feet because when someone is saying something like if you can cut them off in the beginning of the next bar and then respond to what they just said in the previous bar and make it rhyme and flow and you don't mess up while you're saying it like that you know you start to think pretty quick and uh so yeah i mean that that went into just writing songs over beats i mean i knew that from early on that like even though there's there's magic there's all these little like uh, historical moments i get that happen in ciphers like what lasts longer is the music and if i wanted to pursue like i knew that i wanted to pursue rap as the craft that i want to master like i'm listening to hip-hop more than i'm like in a cypher here and there like i can run the song back infinite times i can only experience a cypher once unless if someone's filming it and i'm not gonna watch like you know come on like this is like like the world is not going to sit there and like just watch your ciphers all day. Right. Like they want to hear what you can do in a studio and, mm -hmm. and, or at least my homies were. So we would freestyle during school, but then like rap at our friend's house after school, like in his little, uh, uh, I don't even know what program it was. Like, do you remember? Oh, you probably don't. Like how, how uh, well there's this, this is program like back in like the 90s where you could record uh, vocals into into like, like your PC and they would kind of make it kind of sound like, like like we're in a recording studio but it was like the oh. quality was just it was 1999 for sure for like <laughs> for for kids that have no idea what they're doing and not what it is but anyway today. but I knew that I wanted to do that like always I wanted to record songs all the time. And awesome. 
Yeah. It's amazing. And then for you, like, what do you think, like, molded your sound? Like, how did you sort of start to, like, really hone in on, like, a specific sound in hip-hop? Like, what were some of your influences or what maybe inspired you, like, instrumentally when it came to, like, what beats you wanted to, like, rap over? Right. Um, I, you know, you know that, that, that's a tough question because that's, like, always evolving. Like, whenever rappers mm. give, like, a straight answer, like, a quick answer, like, you can tell they've practiced it. Because that, that answer <laughs> for me, like, always changes like damn what were my influences like damn i was influenced by everything though like yeah you know like you're usually influenced by the music that your parents are playing around the household but then you go outside and hear boomboxes playing other songs that you don't hear in your home right and like when you do a lot of like exploring and you hang out with folks and hear what they listen to and like you get it from all directions you get all this music you, you, you know you're like neo getting the world uploaded into his brain you feel me <laughs> um so i mean bro you know i love lincoln park lincoln park was like popping when i was yes when i was in high school right those are really impressionable yeah. years right and that and they were like hip-hop and rock and roll and i always grew up loving rock and roll because of my parents mm -hmm. and hip-hop is kind of like what i was starting to listen to in my neighborhoods so so like they kind of did this this blend obviously we all know this later like like the, they were so ahead of their time because they were blending genres and i exactly. saw that the that the transition from like being able to rap over some hard drums an ill bass line and some and some talented guitarist and a dj doing some synths and scratching what <laughs> and nowadays that's just what everyone does yeah, right? no, you're so you're but, so true. Yeah, they're they're like one of their first albums that that song in the end was literally uh, yeah it was the uh, the one of the uh, main vocalist name escaping me now but like yeah he was rapping uh, uh, over Chester that shit. Chester Bennington Chester Bennington yeah he did all the other yeah he was yeah. doing a lot of the um, a lot of like the rest actual singing too. vocals oh of course rest, rest in, in peace, peace Chester Bennington yes. yeah he was amazing who was the who's the other vocalist in Lincoln Park though that did the rapping is that uh, uh, what's Mike his name? Mike Shinoda. Thank you. Yes, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, yes. I think the, the the blend of the two of them, like you're saying, with all the like their two voices with the instrumentation, for sure was like ahead of their time because I don't think anybody, like you said, at that point, nobody's really doing what they were doing. I totally. And agree the harmonies with that. too. The harmonies, like like yes, yes, like the harmonies that they would do, are like Beatles. To me, they're like Beatles level musicality. Mm. You know, um, mm. and. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, the thing is for me, like, uh, I I was exploring hip hop, but I, I I had a love for rock and roll, like from the beginning, like that was prior to everything. Like that's just how I, mm -hmm. I grew up. That was the, the main genre, rock and like Cuban music, because I'm here in Miami, and uh, but the, so to hear rap exist over that. And it's like, damn, this is crazy. And I was already hip to like Eminem and to like Cypress mm. Hill and, and the DMXs and Ja Rules and whatever else was on the radio, big pun. Uh, but like, I wanted to find my voice and I knew that like, okay, I'm not, uh, I'm not from New York. I'm from Florida, I'm from Miami, Florida. Like, I like to get melodic with my, with my music. So I always kind of, I mean, I stuck with rap for a while because I was too reluctant to kind of explore other genres because I, I like, like I know how to play the guitar, but I'm not a guitarist. Like I would like, mm -hmm. 
Um, and, and, and then I was in this group, and we, we just rapped for a while, and we had a, a, a member of the group that would sing the hooks. He was like the singer. And, uh, <laughs> and then one day they sat us down like, yo, um, you know, try being melodic. And, and for me, in the back of my head, I was like, that's tight, you know, like, because yeah. I feel like that would come natural to, to us. We all grew up around the same time. And, and that was back in 2006, 2007. So I've been doing these like melodic raps kind of ever since then. And for me, I was just like blending genres. I was blending like, I was trying my best to be able to sound good on a hip hop record or also sound good on like uh, like a rock and roll instrumentation. If you took the acapella and put them on both types of genres, like that was always my, uh, I guess my subconscious like mo, you feel me? Yeah. If I'm yeah, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be an MC, let me be able to to keep up with Lincoln Park. <laughs> that's, that's that's amazing though. No, I love that though because like it it, it it adheres for you to be a little bit more. Uh, it gives you more ability to reach different people, right? And like reach different people that like different types of music, right? You're not just kind of like pigeonholing yourself into one sort of box or one genre of some sort of, uh, you know, music. So that's, I love that. That's amazing. Uh, but a, you also like, alien, you also alienate yourself too, though. You that's try true. to appeal to multiple genres and you end up kind of like getting like, like shunned by both <laughs> along the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause I, I used to get that all the time. Like, I used to, I used to get people like, like clowning on me, like because, like, oh, you know, yeah, 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 you, you one of them Drake, you one of them Drake, uh, motherfuckers, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> if they only knew that I've been doing this like these melodic raps since like years before Drake came on the scene on a major level. Like, for all we know, there was a bunch of artists along the way that were trying melodic raps. By that time, like, 50 Cent, 50 Cent, Eminem, Tupac, like, there's mad Red Nelly, there's mad hip-hop mm. artists, Bone Thugs and Harmony before everybody. Like, there's there's so many hip-hop artists that were already dabbling with, like, with melodic raps. You feel me? Oh, yeah. And uh, so you get kind of, like, you get clowned for trying something different. And then you earn their respect for just being talented and consistent and not letting anyone derail you or like mm. talk you out of uh, out of you pursuing your talents. And then before like before you know it, people start to kind of see what's that there's a lot of things unique about you, that you're not just a copy of, of anyone else. Like like you never were. Mm. You were just your own man. Like it was probably the voice, cause I have a voice that's like, uh, uh, in the mid highs registry, like, like in my recording. So they're probably, you know, who was one of my my favorite influences growing up, like Busy Bone. I always felt like Busy Bone was was like like a real standout standout MC because he his raps were so, like, I was in high school bumping this like all the time, like Bone Thugs and Harmony records because they were the most like uh difficult verses to be able to keep up with and this right. melodic and like there's a bone thug for every mem for every part of your 
of the vocal range. You feel me? You have crazy yeah. bone and flesh and bone with the lows, mm -hmm. wish and bone in like the low mids, lazy bone and like the mid highs and busy bone in the highs. Hmm. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. No, they now were, that I'm thinking about yeah. that, I'm like, damn. They were like very under. I think historically speaking, they're very underrated in what they were able to do. And like, I think if people go back and hear their discography, they'll see a lot of like, you know, artists that maybe that they've heard recently or in the last maybe five ten years like there's a ton of influence there with bone thugs i think for sure i mean they they did things that were definitely out of left field for a long time um and, sure. and and they yeah and and but as i love what you're saying though i think that's such a great sentiment of just kind of like not trying to listen too much to, to people, especially the people that are kind of giving you again, like there's there's such a, there's a different clear difference between like constructive criticism and then like just clear, like kind of hate and just being like kind of being people being dismissive. So I think that sort of talk we got to kind of <laughs> get rid of, so to speak. But, you know, yes. for, for, for you, um, that's that was amazing that you were able to navigate those waters, as I'm sure like a lot of artists typically do. And here you are in 2022 where genre blending and trying new things and all this is just it's just par for the course at this point. Like if you're not doing those things, if you do sound like everyone else, you actually get criticized versus the other way around now. So it's kind of funny how the, the pendulum has swung back the other way. Um, I Very yeah. true. I definitely do want to transition to the main lesson, which is going to be the main part of this uh, this podcast. And I, this is my the actually the question I've been dying to ask you the most uh, here is, of course, your brand new album, uh, Death Valley, and which is a great body of work. Everybody, definitely go check that thing out. Uh, SOS is particularly my favorite joint on that thing, uh, but the whole oh. thing is just it goes from start to finish. Really, really big fan of it. Uh, but I want to talk to you, of course. We can get into the music if you want, but of course, you, I'm sure you know what I'm about to ask you. Uh, the fact that you drove out to the desert to uh, record uh, to to make some of this album or inspire you or even do some of the video. Um, what that like? So first off, I'm just very curious of like where did this idea come from, uh, and then like what was the experience just like in general like being out in the desert like making this project so I was leaving North California back to Florida and I like when I drove back to California this last time around on the way over there it was summer and I did want to explore the desert but I was like in a dark place so uh, so and it was too hot if you go to the desert during that time like you would, you would die. Like you would absolutely. <laughs> like you're it. going there just to die. Like I'm like that's like swimming <laughs> out to sea. Like that's like peace, right? So that wasn't the yeah. goal. My goal was to like to explore the desert. Like Jesus Christ fasted in the desert for forty days. Like like there's like this test. You test yourself in the desert. Mm. You know and uh, so so anyway. I decided to go to North California instead because of the weather, and I ended up working with Cookies for like six months, the marijuana company that was doing like their content. Shouts out to to One uh, LDX. Um, but when I left there, I was like, let me try, let me do this. I I gotta do the desert, man. Like I have to go to the desert, and uh, so so. Murder Mountain was the previous album and the place that I was, it's like the place known where, where I was at. I was in Humboldt County, right, where they grow all the cannabis. But that's another story. Like, 
so from Murder Mountain to Death Valley, I felt like it was a perfect polar opposite like location to go to. Mm-hmm. Just about just off of the name alone. Um, so when I go there, I was already prepping myself with like going online, reading information, like watching videos. Like I wanted to really know what I was getting myself into as much as I could. And bro, you go there and just to drive there alone, it's like, it is so wild. Like these, yo, you, you know, man. Okay, my, my bad. I can go on, bro. Like, listen, like you can cut me off at, at whatever point. No, man, please do. Because, please like, do. I want to hear though. I want to hear about this. I'm, I'm just saying, like, like it's the. Okay, cool. I appreciate that. Like the int- the just the drive down there. Like, the roads aren't pavement after a while. They're just kind of like, like, you're pretty much off roading, but it's kind of like pressed down where vehicles can drive on it. But if you go too fast, you will absolutely you will. Or, or you don't have good tires on your on your vehicle and you don't catch grip and you try to hit the brakes while doing a right-hand turn. This is this way. Right-hand turn and then a left-hand turn, I guess, because I was going this way. Like, <laughs> you will swerve off the road and you will... That's it, bro. Like, you, like it's so crazy to drive there alone. Um, so, like, the cover of the album was on the drive there, right? Because it was Sunset. And I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at on Sunset. Let me, like, pull over on the side here. I told my dog to please stay in the car because if he jumps out and starts to, like, explore, that's a whole, you know. And I got <laughs> out the uh, the van, and I took the photo, and I ran back into my van. I kept going. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? It was, it was an adventure, bro. Like, I've been on adventures before that, like, but that was... I was in an interesting place, bro. Like, I, I, I was prepared. I was prepared for sh- for shit to not go well. Hmm. You know, like, to, to find some type of like, find myself in some danger somehow. Like, I was prepared for that to be a part of the story too, because that's what I'm. That's what I'm subjecting myself to. Mm-hmm. But like, the writing that came out of it was like. They became like my memoirs almost, hmm. you know. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. over. It's over hip hop beats. Like it's over beats. But if you read the the the, the lyrics like on on a piece of paper, they almost sound like they're memoirs. And <clears throat> and bro, I'm just at peace that it worked out. It, it worked out well, man. I filmed the whole thing. I filmed the whole the whole experience of it with all my camera equipment out there, like. <laughs> The first day or two, you're kind of looking out for bandits, but after that, you're just kind of at peace, knowing that it's just a bunch of like seniors in RVs and people from Europe taking photos of like the canyons. (laughs) (laughs) I would say like the scarier part was like going to sleep. Like, all right, you close the door to the van, you're just there in this little like. <laughs> and it gets cold at night, right? I mean, it's people don't under realize sometimes realize like it gets freezing in the desert at night, correct? It really does, man. Like it it got down to like well, in this time of the year it got down to like the 40s and like there was this okay. one night that got down to like the 30s. 
like 39 nah, that's nothing like that's that. nothing where we're from that's massachusetts like it's that's nothing but <laughs> right but in the winter in, in the, the winter, winter yes yeah. I, I believe it it's probably yeah brick yeah. like the the last time that i that i uh, that i experienced that, that part of the world in the winter was the previous road trip that i came back from and in arizona it dropped down to like nine degrees one night and I, it blew my mind because it's 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 closer to the equator, but it's colder than where I was at. Like, That's doesn't crazy. it get hotter in the south? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but yeah, bro. Like the the, the desert really uh, was the difficulty level was was higher. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you find yourself at peace there, it's actually a beautiful experience. Um, I had a great time. Like, I learned a lot about myself and about just uh, the, the the events in my life that resulted in where I was at. Uh, it was cool, man. That's phenomenal. And I know you you created some sort of a short documentary uh, about your experience out there as well. I know that's on YouTube, so we'll definitely link that in the description of this episode. So after the episode, guys, uh, obviously the album will be in the description on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your music. Definitely go stream the album. And then, of course, check out the documentary as well to give you guys some context uh, for this for this project. But um, and so my last question before I, I, I pause just briefly and pivot i'm really curious like what was your like biggest realization about like yourself while you were in that in that position like if you could like there was one thing that maybe um you know that just sort of like stands out amongst the rest of your 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 time out in the desert like what would be the biggest uh realization you maybe had i learned that fear is a tool Hmm. it's not it's not it's not like uh, if if you can harness that fear, right? You stand up yeah. to you stand up to the thing that scares you. Like you'll learn that it's kind of like your spider senses. Hmm. <laughs> your fear is like your spider senses. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, I like, know. Like, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's just alerting you that there, uh, you know. It's it's a tool, man. That's what I. That's yeah. probably the biggest, the biggest lesson that I learned because I was, yeah. I would I would say that there were parts there, that I was like, the most, at fear that I ever felt in my life, mm-hmm. but like how do you, traverse through that, right? Like, right. you know, and then you realize, that's oh shit, thing. like, you feel me? No, I absolutely so, do. It's it's funny you say that too, because. Um, just for like, for context. So like about a year ago, um, you know, I, I had probably like the most, I would say one of the most traumatic like experiences I ever had in my life. I had a seizure and like while camping in the woods. Um, and luckily I had people around me and, um, I talked actually a lot about it, uh, about, uh, six months ago, I put out like a short podcast episode about it, but, um, and I, I had a really, uh, pretty dramatic experience and was lucky that people were around me to like, you know, make sure like I was, that I woke up and that I was okay and like rushed me to the hospital and all that. And shortly after that happened, I, you know, like you said, I think I had like a different sort of look out, like outlook on life. I was like, I kind of feel like I cheated in a way I cheated death, so to speak, because if like different circumstances had happened, like I probably would have been you know, I could, I could have died because I could have been alone and, and, and gone through that by myself. And that would have, that would have been, 
you know, I probably been the end. So uh, I ended up um, for three days. Uh, this was maybe like three or four weeks after um, I ended up traveling up to um, the sort of like upper state New York area in the Adirondack Mountains. And there was this farm that I found uh, 100 acres. It was like uh, completely renovated inside. But like um, the farm was just kind of in the middle of nowhere. And um you know, I basically was alone by myself for like three days um, just to kind of like, and I was going through some things also additionally, like at that time as well. And um, it, it, it's, it was really amazing, uh, like what I came out of that experience. Like, you know, being by myself on this farm, like alone, like there was a lot of moments that I had where it was like very eerie, where I actually wasn't like enjoying it. I was like, oh man, like this is like, really scary like I'm kind of putting myself in another situation where like you know if something like someone just shows up on this farm or whatever or something happens to me like no one's around to even like hear me or see it or whatever but um at night especially like every every noise I started to hear you know I'm not, I'm not usually like that like at, at night being like fearful of like you know my surroundings but like at that moment like every little little right. little noise I was like oh someone's breaking in like I'm screwed but it, and obviously I'm okay because I'm here but it's interesting though out of the three days I was there there was only I would say like a handful of moments where I probably wasn't like on edge or anxious or um you know sort of you know fearful but in those moments I found so much beauty in them because I was like oh my god like you know I am alive like this is this is like what life is about life is about like taking risks taking chances and like having experiences and, and learning some things about ourselves that like we would know like I never knew that I was such a that I was so fearful of stuff of of being alone I think or like fearful of uh that you know I wasn't strong enough to fend for myself so to speak and it really taught me a lot about myself and like the things that I needed to do to like change my life and like and, and really just make uh make myself better when I got home and and I did that you know when I got home I, I really like took the time to make sure that I like you know did did those things and, and I don't think I ever would have quite quite like experienced uh the aftermath of all those things or like I don't think I would have maybe um you know taken it taken the initiative to change those things or work on those things in my life had I not had that experience in the farm you know by myself so um it was it was really uh it was it was quite an amazing experience and I think you when I mean, what you're saying is so true of like we fear is a tool and if we can use it in a productive way then there really is nothing that can stop us you know and like if we're just if we're fear if we're afraid of dying or afraid of taking risks or afraid of whatever then we're not gonna live properly you know and like it's we can't spend the rest of our lives in fear because uh, then it's just not gonna be something that we'll be able to ever get ourselves out of and we're never we're not really living if we're in fear all the time so i um i exactly. just thought that yeah. So, so I thought I'd share that a little bit too, what you're talking about, I think kind of reminded me of, of, of that moment. And I think you were, you were, uh, in the desert quite a little longer than, than I was in three days, but I, I definitely, you were on this, on the road for a little longer than I was, but I wasn't I, in the, that, that much longer than that either though. I wasn't, oh, okay. I was in the desert for like six days. So oh, okay, there you go. There you go. I was in the desert for oh. six days, but like, but, but, but man, what you said was beautiful. I wanted to tell you like, exactly, man, oh, like those you. brief moments that you're not like being vigilant you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Those moments that you're not being vigilant, like, result in 
So I'm like, wow, it's really tight out here. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was so many. Yeah. There was a moment where like I had that where I, I meditated a little bit and then I, I did a little bit of yoga and then I, um, I sat on the porch and watched the sunset behind the mountains. And I was like, damn, this is beautiful. Like, it's beautiful out here. Like life is beautiful right now. Like this is incredible. And, um, and then once it was dark, it was back to like, all right. Like, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but it's, and listen, but, man, but that like, moment, uh, that moment I'll always remember. I'll remember that moment over the fearful moments, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I definitely remember those moments of bliss and like clarity than I do the moments where I was ner- nervous and scared. So if that makes, if that makes sense. Heard like, like it's like your brain doesn't commit it to memory. It's like, like, let's just get right. past these, like, Right. Uh, these like uh, sur- surveying moments, and let's just get back to the chilling moments. Yes. Uh-oh. Yes. Absolutely. No, I love that, man. That's that's. Uh, that, yeah. Go ahead. That, I, I was gonna say that happened to me a few times in the desert. Like, and there was, like, uh, when I was out there throughout the day. Like, I was. I, I want to say, ironically, I was more at peace. Like when there were crowds of in the places that like had like a couple crowds of people, because mm. there's this part in the desert that's like a huge basin. It's a salt water. It's it's like the sewage system of the entire desert, like the whole canyons around it, like it all funneled down to, to a this huge like five mile plain, right? And then yeah. all the after all after everything was evaporated, it was just salt. So you start, so you're walking on salt, and uh, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, when I was there, like writing my rhymes there. It felt cool to see just like human beings from all over the earth, like just kind of marveling at just the vastness, you know? So yeah, I hear you. To, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing, man. Well, dude, I'm glad you had that experience. I think if anybody listens to this right now, like if you have not had an experience like this, I suggest it. I think it's like it'll it'll just give you a different perspective that you might wouldn't never have had otherwise. Um for sure. Yes, absolutely. I encourage people yeah. to go on adventures all the time. It's just yes. like it li- it literally is mostly just gas money. All it is like <laughs> just just find out how much how much it's going to cost you to drive there and back. And that is like 90% of your worries. Like just bring a cooler with some go to the grocery store, get some like sandwich meat or whatever and some and, like a 24 pack of water and just go out there and just be out somewhere for for a couple of days and then just come back like what's the big deal mm-hmm. you know like, like absolutely you know what it's, I mean? it's like, important it, no you're right it's important to get away from like the hustle and bustle of like the of our lives like especially how everything's like digital everything's on our phones and all that you know i think being out and having experiences and you know adventure like it's it, it really you're absolutely right it's it, it, it you won't ever regret doing that stuff i feel like you know what i mean and really I, you yeah and Go there's places that, that do have phone signal. Like the Grand Canyon, to my surprise, had phone signal. Like I hmm. was at the Grand Canyon for the first time in my life, like, and it was I was like, what? Like I can te- I can <laughs> I can go it's live amazing, right, right now if I wanted to. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny, man. Well, that's amazing. I'm gonna hear a little bit more about this just a second, but I have to pause real quick because we got our this was a little Easter eggs I was telling you about. This is our pop quiz section. So this one's in, this one's a lot of fun. I have some rapid fire questions for you. All right, I want you to answer them as quickly and as efficiently as you possibly can. And uh, so I will I will start with uh, just transition slightly to uh, this moment, which I thought was very interesting that I I did not know about you um, that you opened up for Joe Budden and Royce the Five Nine. So tell me a little bit about what that was like. 
uh, it was tight, man. Uh, they're cool. Like, like when I walked up to them and introduced myself, they were cool people. Uh, I signed autographs uh, like on stage that night. That's that photograph you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, nah, awesome moment. It was just me out there. Uh, the guy that introduced me said, "Everyone, make some noise for Art Mo." In the, it, <laughs> he butchered your last name. <laughs> and I grabbed the mic and I'm like, thank you. My name is not Art Mo. My name is Art Morera. Run that shit. <laughs> and I was just there. There was like 1,500 people maybe in that crowd that night. Uh, yeah, tight oh, work. That's awesome. Great experience. That's I killed good. it. That's that I, I'm sure you did. That's oh, that's awesome. But he, yeah. you killed it. He killed your name. It is what it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> favorite artist in the South Florida music scene. Oh shit! Uh, favorite artist. I want to say Money Mugly. Money Mugly. Awesome. Money. We got Mugley, a couple. Yes. We got a couple of uh, Massachusetts uh, natives that are actually down there right now. Heath Two Forty and Virgil. So uh, if you ever heard, haven't heard them there, they're originally from up here, but they're down in South Florida right now with you. So uh, would you say so. is Heath Two Forty and Virgil? In Virgil, correct. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll check them out for sure. They're dope. Shout out to them. Both. Yep, yep. They're great, good friends of mine as well. They're friends of the show. Both, both have been on the show before. Heath's been on two Tight. or three times actually. All right, so. What's your favorite track off Death Valley and why? I would say my favorite track off Death Valley is Fairy Tale. It's the last song on the album. Um, I, and it's probably my favorite because I was already in Texas heading back from the West uh, while writing it. And I knew that I wanted to like to finish on a, on a, on a crazy note, for lack of a better term, like... Um, so fairy tale, I, I, I use like Greek mythology to describe like the afterlife, which is ironic because like, if, if you think about it, that kind of implies that I would believe that I believe in Greek mythology as the afterlife, but that's not the case. I'm this is just like in songwriting form or I talk about like, the, like the underworld and I, it's dope, man. Like, but I wrote. I wrote that song to, like, I didn't have the beat for it yet. Um, I wrote that song to, like, a tight beat. Like a, mm-hmm. I, I looked up, like, a, I forgot, I forgot what, what it was. It was, a, it was a tight beat. And I just wrote to, some, to just that while I drove home. And then, like, when I got back to Florida, I made the beat right quick. And then I recorded over that. But I had the whole song written on the drive back. You get me? I just ran the loop back like for the next like day and a half, just there driving, writing fairy tale. <laughs> that's awesome. that, that's why I say in the second verse, I go, heard they found my flesh in the alley in Dallas, Texas, stiffer than calisthenics, flew out of oh, dentist yeah. to identify me by root canal forensics. I, I I was in Dallas, Texas, pumping gas like when I came up. No shit. There you with go. that there's, line, you feel me? Yeah, there's some good context behind that. Very cool. Be- I did not because did not I could. That. I could I could die in Texas too. That's the whole point. The whole point of that album is like, is is that uh, it could happen at any moment, hmm. right? So you might as well make an adventure out of your life. That's the that's the whole theme behind the album. Like I'm gonna Love go it. out if I'm a, if I'm gonna go out today, I'm gonna be on an adventure while doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like I love that. Um, that's that's a great message. I think that's that's fantastic, man. So so Straight. like. Uh, like, 
so yeah, so I was in. Yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. Great, well, that's 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 a, that's, a, that's a phenomenal answer. I love that, man. That's oof, got goosebumps a little bit on that shit. Um, any, 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 uh, any, any trouble at ever uh, doing any graffiti, or uh, were we were we always sl- slick with it? <laughs> well, this one time I was putting up a, a, a sticker on a stop sign, and a police that was directing traffic over there blew the whistle in my direction, called me over. And I was like, yes. And he said, I want you to take off every sticker on that stop sign before I give you a citation. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So I walked back and I peeled off my sticker and I left. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there had to be like one story at least. You know what I mean? I, th- I knew there had to be something. Uh, that's why. I but but I kept the sticker like, and I went around the corner. You know what I'm saying? What I did with mm-hmm. it will we'll not go all. <laughs> On record, <laughs> we will we, we will not we will not disclose what happened with that with that sticker where that sticker ended up. Oh, that's hilarious! Um, all right, get two more for you. Um, what does the phrase "we're just misfits with no place to be, still got a long way to go" mean to you? That is about uh, Humboldt County. Well, that that is a. So there's layers to that bar because the the first layer is that I'm talking about folks that live in Humboldt County as a transition point in their lives because a, a lot of folks will go to Humboldt County to get some work in the marijuana world and then and then use you know use save their money and go and upgrade their life somehow like change their life potentially somehow so like but they're not from there and it's hard to find a place to be there there's actually there's actually a lot of people that work there that are that live out of their vehicles just like just like how I was so wow misfits with no place to be but it's not the end point either so we still have a long way to go right Mm -hmm. but then the deeper level to that bar is like I'm talking about like like that inner child that's in all of us mm. that as we get older you know it seems like like you have to discard that aspect of yourself to be able to function in the world but so that misfit is your inner child you know and and no place to be is like like there's no place for that inner child of you that's you to like to be able to just exist you know like Okay, like if, if you play video games, right? For example, if you play video games, as you get older, it's frowned upon more and more to sit down and just play a video game for two hours. You feel me? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just an example. <laughs> but like, yeah. and still have a long way to go. It's like, like you want to, in theory, you want to be able to hold on to your, to your, like who who you were as a as a, a as a kid until mm. you die. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's so a good like, point. Yeah. So, so that's the. That's that bar. Great, I love. Oh, great! You're, you're, you're killing this right now. And uh, last, last one. Uh, do you have like a Thanks. most memorable moment, or there was like a maybe a bar you heard that's really stuck with you, or like a battle that was just like insane um, out of any freestyle competition that you've uh, you've seen or witnessed or been a part of? Um, hmm. from my from my battle days. Yeah, Damn. from the battle days. Anything that like really sticks out or a memory that's like ingrained oh, in your head that you just you can't get rid of. 
it's like it's all a blur to me at this point, man. Uh, I want to say like, so like I went, I, so when I was first battling, I, I did that for like two years, right? For like two, two and a half years. And then I took like a year and a half or so, like two year break. And then after that break, I thought I was rusty. I thought I was like not going to be able to keep up. It's hard to jump, sign, up, sign, up to, sign up to a battle now. But my friends were like, were like, yo, they got a huge battle that's, you know, they, they, they exaggerated somehow. It's going to have like oh, Lloyd Banks and Young Buck there and vitamin water and all this. And okay. it's at FIU. It's a college there. He's like, oh, yep. sign up, man. Sign up right, right quick. And I was like, oh, all right, for sure. Whatever. And I, I was anticipating that I was, like, going to be rusty. But I went up there, and I, I won the whole shit. And, like, and I, hey. won the whole, I won the whole thing, and I, actually, and I left behind the vitamin water because I forgot to get it. <laughs> so you didn't get your to vitamin take it home water me. Oh, uh, It's all good. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, but I don't know, man. Those days are those days are kind of a blur to me, bro. Like, oh, you went dark again. Well, your your video went dark again. It, I did. Damn, hold on, for real. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Okay, hold on, I got you. I got you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One second. It's okay. My fault, man. I'm. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. This is this I is why. I have so good. many outlets. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is this is again why we do it pre pre recording. Okay. <laughs> Can mess, we can mess with this stuff in post-production. My fault, my, my, my fault for, uh, for earlier, uh, uh, like, maybe if, if, I, if I may have started rambling. No, 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 no. Dude, this is your episode. This is the whole point. This is your episode. So, You hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, and I, and I can see you. You're good. Okay. All right, for sure. Yeah. No, no, you, right. you, you're not rambling. It's, this, is, this is your episode. This is the whole point, you know? They don't, okay. They can hear a little bit from me, but they mostly, yeah. I mean, our audience wants to hear from you. They don't want to hear from me. So, um, and I'm sure your fans want to hear from you too. So, in your audience. Um, anyway, so. Well, right. it's too bad you didn't end up getting the, uh, the vitamin water uh, at the end there, but eh, at least you won. At least you have that to say, right? You got bragging rights, which is, which is always good to have. So. <laughs> sure. Yes. I, and and I, I'm going to. I'm gonna hold on to those days dearly, bro. Even though those those days to me, bro, it's, it's a blur. You feel me? Like it's been so yeah, long since. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, shouts out to to uh anyone that participated in those days of Miami hip hop. To me, those are like the Miami hip hop like glory days. Like yeah, it yeah. was just everyone that's that that's a recording artist now, and uh, hosts events and has little indie labels here and there. Like in those days, we were just like still harnessing our rap skills and like rapping on the mic in front of people like uh trying to get them to go oh, like the you know what i'm saying now the hip-hop yeah, events yeah. back then were crazy they were, they were amazing oh that's awesome i love it well art you made it through the pop quiz section well and, and with flying colors might i add so complete uh you were you were a 10 for 10 out of 10 so good job i don't i don't think i asked you 10 questions but i'll give you 10 points anyway um <laughs> i have i have i have two more questions ah, there you go yeah give me a little one of those uh, i got two more questions that i want to ask you before we get to our final uh sort of segment here which is called the open response but um before we get there i there's two very you know obviously big things i think about your brand that um, I definitely want to talk about first is being 12 a.m. Um, I'm curious what that means and like what the initiative is, is behind it. So just explain that a little bit uh, to the audience of, you know, what the 12 a.m. brand is all about. So 12 a.m. Uh, is the restart 
every now and then you have to like if you know restart on your life you might feel like you have, you know that, that's what happened to me like if you feel like you need to restart on not just your life but let's say like something's just if you had a bad day today tomorrow i just like it's a new day it's a new opportunity to shape your life the way that you want it to be mm-hmm. and uh so that's what 12 a.m means and the a.m you know it just so happens to be my initials uh my birthday is on on the 12th day of of of, of january so 12 a.m it was it's cool oh i like that it, it, it works there you get no that totally works sounds like it's all encompassing um and then i was uh curious too because i know you're you're quite um you're pretty active on discord and uh, actually our last episode uh with the kid um who is a producer out in massachusetts he's on discord pretty frequently as well and um i know you're you're pretty active on it i believe is it the witch the witch wolves discord channel is that uh it's a watch that... watch wolves watch wolves excuse me i apologize the watch wolves right. discord um yes so do you have like a community built around that channel and um is, is that something that you that because it's, it's not just you in that channel correct is there's there's others as well there's other other producers so, and artists yeah like so watch wolves is like uh, those are my brothers though like that's a breed of writers like we're all wolves right okay. like like and that discord like i'm actually still we're still growing the discord there's there's barely anyone there right now like because we don't really promote it like that that much but i'm going to begin uh live streaming on youtube some studio sessions and if people want to interact i'll have that discord uh in the description but the discord that i'm that i'm on most of the time actually is like is no emotions uh the gods the golden gods discord Man, shouts out to the homies on there, man. <laughs> Sage of 33rd Scroll, Call 45, Van Working, just uh, Maker, No Emotion, everybody, everybody that's there. Like, it's, it's like a group of, like, digital just homies from a, from abroad. Like, this is what people that, that uh, were, were, like, you know, that had pen pals back when you were, like, in seventh grade. Like, I had a yeah. homie somewhere in, like, in Ireland or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly, for all I know, that was... You never know, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's so true. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, uh, but it's like that, but today, like, it's amazing, man. The internet is so wild. Yeah. I like, it's, I, I think about that so much. Like, like, do you feel like, anyway, that's a whole other story. So, uh, yeah, bro, the Discord is, is amazing. It be, once I discovered what Discord is, it just became like my favorite platform to be able to, to, to create a community of people on you feel me like it's like Mm. it's so it's fascinating i'm fascinated by like how powerful discord is it's crazy i was going to ask you about that like do you think for artists producers anybody that's in the music industry like do you think discord is like kind of an is an important platform for for artists and producers to be on is that like something that you definitely like co-sign as like a a a platform that is necessary for artists to to enter and, and, and be a part of so yes, because you could you can create a server right? like this. You can create a server uh, that is for free. You could also make one that that you charge on. I don't have one that I charge on, at least not right now. But but like you you can create a server and send the invite link to whoever you want, and then people that want to join the server they'll download the Discord app and click on your link, 
and then you gain entry into the server. There's no other way to get into it, right? And then you can have voice chat rooms. You can have, like, like how we're talking on Zoom right now. This could be happening on Discord, and it could be, like, a hundred other people also here, too, like, all, with yeah. all their microphones on mute. Oh, oh, we have a question from the audience. It's actually uh, such and such over here, and he unmutes himself and says, hey, what's up? Is it true that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's so powerful, and it's all in real time. It could be anywhere in the world. There's no, like, delay. I have a homie called 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 Bantel from Norway that he, we, we chop it up all the time in that Discord. And it's oh, like having awesome. a conversation with a friend, but they're across the world, and there's, like, five other people there, like, joining in on the conversation, too. You could post links, videos. You could, it's crazy, bro, like... That would be the best place. Imagine if, like, if, if, like, Eminem or, like, Tupac had a Discord. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, mm. just they're talking with, like, just imagine the magnitude of how crazy that is. Like, I mean, I've only, I've seen some Discords that have, like, 70,000 people. I can't even comprehend what that's like. Like, like, what those. Right. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Because yeah. on Instagram, like, Instagram, to, to me, is going to become just like a promotional tool to access the full content somewhere else later. Yeah, like, that's how I see like it you, too. Yeah. You put up a snippet of like a new episode or something, and you click the link, and it takes you to your platform. And however, and 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 if that platform is the Discord, you can show the whole video. Like you can link it in the disc. It's just it's 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 amazing how. So yeah, I'm 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 building up the I'm I'm contributing to building up the Watch Wolves one right now, um, and yeah, I hope to see people there. Just chop it up with us, whatever. We can talk yeah. shit. We could share tracks. You could play your tracks on there, like in the video chat with us. You just share your screen and bump the track, and we'll bump it like in, in almost full quality on our end. It's really awesome. Yeah, I've I've really been slacking. Like I've been hearing like so many good things about Discord, and that's something that I need to get on myself. And I uh, yeah, I would love to jump in on uh, Watch Wolves at some time too as well. So uh, definitely cool. keep us in the loop on that. But yeah, no, I, sure. I I I've heard really good things about it, and and there's things I think that we could even like you're saying. I think there's even ways that podcasters that you know like myself could could uh, definitely utilize the platform in in ways that you know I don't think. Like definitely we haven't tapped into. So um, I, I agree with what you say. You started to say it a little earlier. I think it's just like it's, it is amazing how just just mind blowingly like connected that the like Internet has made us all. And like how you can like like you said, you can literally connect with somebody from Norway. Like that's incredible. Like how could you ever do that before this ever? Like someone can listen to your music without like, you know, in a different country without you having to go through an A&R or like who, you know, like, or get radio time. Like that is like the fact that some, even if it's just one singular human being, like that's pretty freaking cool. Like that one person can like consume what you're doing in like Miami, Florida versus like North, like in somewhere like Norway. It's, it's, the internet is a crazy place. It, it the, I, I, I know I was talking some, some shit on the internet and like social media a little earlier, but there is, there is a and I think that's kind of the 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 trendy thing to do right now is like talk shit on social media yet everyone's on it so like you know it's one of those things but I feel like yes. too there there are there are some positives to it as well that you know we have to remember as well so it's a it's a tool man like it, it's, it's a, a tool. like fear like, it's a tool 
Yes, it, <laughs> no, it, it it is because like I could slang my I could I can slang just audio cassettes if I wanted to. Like my new album is only available like on on vinyl, right? And oh, you're like Death you Valley's could, on vinyl. No, I'm saying like. No, oh, you're be. saying oh, 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 it should be. I, like, I was gonna say, I was gonna. My I fault. My fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. no you're fault. good. I was like, I was about to no, be like, oh, I need to get be, one. <laughs> it should be. It should be. It probably will be sooner than later. I have to get all my shit on vinyl. Um, but anyway, yeah, man. Shouts out to to to, uh, to all the homies on the internet. Um, and uh, yeah, what, what, what were we gonna say, bro? No, no. Go ahead. No, I was I was just listening to you. Oh, all right, all right. Well, nah, I said that's all I have to say about uh, the Discord. I cool. Guess. Cool. Yeah. Well, man, that's amazing. Like, I'm amazing. I, I definitely got to hop in on that sometime too and, and check it out. And uh, yeah, if you guys, like I said, you guys listening, we'll, we'll also link the Watch Wolves Discord uh, in, in the description as well for you guys. So that way, so you got the obviously the Death Valley album and uh, the documentary that you guys got to definitely check out. That's in the description. Uh, obviously, Art's Instagram is going to be linked in the description as well and, and uh, places to stream his music. Um, got. One and, last and, final and, question. And, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And listen, I'm sorry. Not just my music either. Like, like in the like, it's it's a so Money Mowgli is on Death Valley. He's in Watch Wolves. Like Big G is on Death Valley. He's in he's he's in Watch Wolves. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, one of my favorite writers is Joey De Silva. You know what I mean? He's in Watch Wolves as well. So like like if you enjoyed the album and you joined the Discord, you're gonna be like uh, able to interact with other contributors to that album as well and these guys are like my favorite artists like money moly is like my favorite mc big g is like one of my favorite mcs joey's like i said he's my favorite writer so like and we have homies too we have a lot of talented like like homies that 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 we collaborate with on music like i said no emotion and and his discord is awesome as well so like if you you start off with one community like one server and then you expand and start to discover it's like a tree you start to discover other communities, other like you go down other rabbit holes and discover whole other like huge audiences of a certain, uh, you know, through one song and then they have a discord as well. So you go that way and meet new yeah. homies over there, too. It's just it's it's, it's amazing, awesome. especially if you're if you're an introvert, if you're an introvert and you don't like to be out too much and but you find yourself conversing comfortably with people that you technically haven't really met yet <laughs> no kidding but hey i mean that's that's awesome I, I love that that you guys have like started to build a little community like that and hopefully i just i hope i wish you guys nothing but the best on that endeavor and i hope it grows from here it sounds like and i definitely got to check out some more of uh some of those artists you're talking about like money Mowgli and um you know and i, I joey de silva like i would love to hear more from them as well i, I definitely man i love i loved his his feature on your project but um i gotta definitely check out check out some more of that myself and um you know but it's hey it, it's i and that's the beautiful thing about this too like you know obviously like the internet bring up brought us together i mean like brought me and old head ed together and that's like it's kind of a chain reaction there where it's like oh old head ed and i like you know we found each other's podcast and we got to talking and this was two years ago now maybe even more than actually and now it's like you know because of him i i know of you and now because you all now know more about you know x y and z artists like i think that that's just a really that's the beautiful thing i think about obviously the internet and like being able to you know just interact with people and interact with their art and like what they're like contributing to um society like that so um yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited 
uh, for you guys. And I hope, like I said, I wish you guys nothing but the best going forward with uh, building that community. I think it's going to, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great thing. So keep, keep going with it. Don't, don't stop. So, Thanks, man. That's much appreciated, bro. Oh, got you, got you. Uh, I have one last. You, by the way, like I gotta say, like you've just this has been an amazing episode. Like I've learned so much, and like you've given me so much insight, and like uh, our audience as well. So I appreciate you coming on here and giving us your time. And this is just like I said, this has been an awesome episode. I've, I'm actually really glad we we ended up doing this, and, and and finally, I know we've been talking about doing it for a little while, and I'm really glad we finally yes, did it. Uh, I got my final question for you. And this is the open response. And this is the dream song scenario. All right. So I will break it down for you. And then you take all the time you need to answer this question. So you get to create a song. All right. Art Marrera's song. All right. And it can feature anybody, any artist, dead or alive. And I'll structure it for you. So you get one producer or two if you want, like maybe a melody from one producer and maybe some drums for another or however you want to do that. So you get one to two producers to produce your dream song. And then you get three guest artists from any genre, any era, uh, dead or alive, does not matter. All right. It's your song, though. So it would be Art Marrera featuring blank, blank, and blank, produced by blank. So who would be on Art Marrera's dream song? Take all the time you need. All right. All right, I got it. I got it. All right, let's let's hear it. This is this is wild too. This is All right. So it would be it would be produced by Mike Shinoda. Ooh. And it would feature Slug from Atmosphere, Lupe Fiasco, Ooh. and Eminem. Wow. No, excuse me. Damn, I did not mean to say Eminem. No, you can you can rewind. Eminem was on it. Now he's off. See ya, Eminem. Damn. We've never gotten slug from Atmosphere. That's I like that. I like that response. That's a good one. Yes, yes. Produced by Mike Shinoda, featuring Lupe Fiasco. Uh, slug from Atmosphere. Oh, fuck that. Hell yeah, Eminem. Eminem, bro. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. And there's other people that yo, listen, there are other people that that's a great question. Like it like anyway, yeah, no. I mean that that answer could have gone a million different ways, bro, but like I feel like anything. Anything. Like, maybe we not just, a million, but it it, it could have gone a few different ways that, that that answer, but Oh, for sure. For as sure. As far as like as far as like how I would imagine like a Mike Shinoda beat made for me and what how the and the thing is, the thing is about me, right? Like, the artists that that I that that I collaborate with, like you know, your MCs kind of like they they almost like inspire slash challenge one another. It's like, look, this is what yeah. I this is what this beat brought out of me. Like, what's it gonna bring out of you? Since I submitted my verse first before you, like, what's what's it gonna do to your verse? And vice mm -hmm. versa. Like, if they send me a song with their verse already on it that like assigns me where I want to go with my verse. Mm, you feel me? Good point. So good to point. hear, if I were to get a Mike Shinoda track and then write, write my part over it and give it to those three artists, I would love to hear what, what I had to say 
sets the tone for what they may have to say. Mm. You get me? Mm. And I think Eminem would actually sound great on a Mike Shinoda beat. I like, I, think, I, I, I I agree, bro. I wish that they worked yeah. together more. Uh, it's been like 20 plus years. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, but I nah. would love for that to happen, bro. That would be Eminem, crazy. I mean, Eminem over a Mike Shinoda beat or Eminem and Aesop Rock on a record, like, produced Ooh, by... Aesop like, Rock, yeah. 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 See, Aesop Rock was going to be my other, my other pick, but I feel like yeah. I kind of... I, I, for me to say Slug and Aesop Rock too, that kind of like, uh, you know, it's yeah. like oh, okay, I exist mostly in this part of the hip hop tree. You know, you try so to get like, a nice a nice variety. Um, yes. Yeah. I hey well hey maybe Aesop Rock can be on the remix right? <laughs> Hell yeah, the extended version. <laughs> the extended exactly. Uh, well, Art Marrera. Featuring Slug from Atmosphere, Lupe Fiasco, and Eminem, produced by Mike Shinoda. I think it would be a hit, and um, or at least a hip-hop legendary hit. That's for damn sure. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll speak it into existence. Maybe it'll happen someday. Who knows? <laughs> Art, and, this was, and, and, this and was, it's cool oh, if it doesn't happen, too. Yeah, yeah, but hey, we, you know, we, we, we try to, uh, you know, we try to speak things into existence right here at Turntable Teachers, right? It's, that's, that's the whole point. It's, it, it's a fun conversation, but we also try to speak it maybe into existence, right? Yes. Uh, oh, man. Well, Art Marrera, man, you've been such an amazing guest. This has been such a, a fun episode for me, especially. I hope everybody listening, like, enjoyed this as much as I did. Thank you so much for being here, man. And like you are, you are officially a, a Turntable Teachers alumni, and uh, so we will be. That means we will be rocking with you till till the end. So that's uh, that's what that means. So even though we were rocking with you before as well, but uh, hey, Thanks, take man. this la- take this last opportunity to plug, 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 plug anything you got going on, anything got coming up, where people can find you. Obviously, we'll link things in the description, but take this last opportunity to sort of just plug anything you got going, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I appreciate you very much, man. Thank you for having me on your on your platform to have this uh, conversation. Your questions were were great, man. Like this is uh this was one of the one of the more uh, like uh, in depth interviews I was able to delve on. You know, so I appreciate that. For sure, uh, for sure, that's the oh, goal. Sh- shouts out, shouts out to uh, ch- uh, you know, make sure you follow Watch Wolves on Instagram so you can go in and, and, and check out Money Mowgli and check out Big G, Joey Da Silva, uh, all the homies that we, that we rock with. Shouts out to Belief, uh, No Emotion Gold Mask. Make sure you guys check out that Discord, man. I mean, I mean, download Discord and check out Watch Wolves on Discord and I guess go from there. I highly recommend No Emotion's server as well. Uh, Death Valley out now. I'm working on some stuff now. Um. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away because I like the element of surprise too. But those, the, those, those are the old faithfuls. You know what I mean? You got it. Well, make sure you follow yes. this man for. Make sure you follow him for sure, and follow Watch Wolves as he's mentioned, so that way you guys can keep up on some of those surprises. And make sure you go stream Death Valley. I don't think you will be disappointed with with that choice. Um, and we've been definitely rocking with it too. I think SOS is still floating around on our playlist as well. So, hey, if, you, if you're a fan of Art Marrera, just coming on to us for the first time, right? Follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We have our website, www.turntableteachers.com, with all the latest articles, blogs, episodes, what we got going on. Got a huge project coming up with us really soon. So, definitely, you know, regardless whether you're in Miami, 
or Massachusetts or Florida, anywhere you are in the world, definitely make sure you're following us because we got we got a big announcement coming really soon for us as well that we'll, we'll keep hush hush. And of course, you know, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, of course, for the for the uh, video podcasts or make wherever you get your podcasts. Um, once again, Art, thank you so much. This was a phenomenal episode and uh, we will uh, we will be in touch very soon. Thank yes, you sir, so man. Much thank you as well. Here, Keep teaching. I will. Uh, I'm going to do my best over here to, you know, to inspire the youth as much as possible. But uh, I appreciate your time. And again, thank you so much. But and without further ado, guys, I'm Mike. This is Art Marrera with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,